Uh, Brian, I have a theory. Oh, boy. I have a theory that the number of brain cells I have left is directly proportional to the number of days I have left before vacation. Uh, So very few. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm working on like a one-to-one ratio. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I guess four at this point, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Running low. Welcome to episode 376 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Marshall Bach. Welcome back for another episode. Brian, how you doing? You know, what's like senioritis, but just it's December. Yeah, no, that's senioritis. I, yeah, I know what you're talking okay. about. I, and I have yeah. it. I have it hard. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you've got it hard. I'm like getting there. I think this time next week, I'm going to be jones and for just a little bit of vacation time but you Mm -hmm. know things are good uh moving along cool let's do a relatively quick show here today i think we got some tight topics to get through so here we go yeah yeah but good questions up ahead all right before we get into it y'all oh my god uh so everyone came through this week uh we have another big round of support from some new very important pixels yeah the vips are coming in waves man like huge mega list this is great awesome to see it's like this is the best thing to see but also it just means that this very special segment called brian fucks up the pronunciation of your name Mm -hmm. is just even more brutal so last week was probably rough this week we'll see here we go huge shout outs to our new very important pixels Matt Crowley, Yannick, Megan Learn, C. Anderson, John Tyrell, Matt Macaron, John George Sample, James Bartlett, Kramer Canfield, James Smet, Katu Muadino Hamba, Sophie Bond, Graham Bushel, Renata Venturini, Alex Binder, Johnny Terlehe. Johnny sent me the pronunciation. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get that. Uh, sorry, Johnny. And finally, last but not least, Jason Yu. There you go. Wow. Yeah, uh, my favorite segment. <laughs> Brian butchers your names. Uh, yeah, t- I try. Terlahe. You know, say it with confidence and a good tempo, and mm-hmm. no one will notice except for that one one person. <laughs> <laughs> the only person it matters to, yeah. Yeah, very low percentage of errors in this batch. <laughs> High one impact, of, low percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some good names in there, though. Bond, Sophie Bond, that's mm-hmm. some good shit. Mm-hmm. John George Sample, mm-hmm. it makes me want to buy the full version. Um, <laughs> that's going to cost you. <laughs> this is great. Thanks, everybody. What a great list. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, welcome to all the VIPs. If you didn't know, we're a listener-supported podcast. That means that every week, listeners like you support the show to make the episodes possible. This pays for all of our recording equipment, our software, subscriptions, all this kind of stuff that we pay for every month. And in return, supporters get access to a supporter-only segment of the show called The Sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. <laughs> I was waiting for it this time. <laughs> The sidebar is like basically an extra half of the show. It's like an extra cool thing or an extra listener question or or a story from one of our experiences. And today we answered a bonus listener question asking, how long is too long to stay at a single job? Ooh. So if you want to hear more about that and support the show at the same time, head to patreon.com slash design details. Support starts for just a dollar a month. We tried to make it as approachable and accessible as possible. So thank you to everyone supporting the show. And if you are enjoying it, please consider heading to patreon.com slash design details and signing up. Cool. Let's do some follow-up. Okay. Tiny follow-up, Marshall. So last week, 
Spotify released their whole like Spotify wrapped, you know, uh-huh. their annual re- individualized review uh-huh. of, of your stuff. And we got a bunch of tweets yeah. of people sending screenshots where Design Details was like one of their top podcasts for the yeah. year. So cool. I just want to say it was really cool. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. awesome to see that. So thank you for the tweets, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. very uh, reassuring to like, oh, some people do listen to this show. Someone <laughs> someone tweeted that they listened to nine episodes in one day or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hopefully they were good. Yeah. Actually, I have a friend who's listening backwards through the show, a colleague of mine who's uh, oh, listening God. to the shows in reverse chronological order. So I'm sure that's very interesting, especially going back through 2020. It's like things get progressively better, I guess. It must be just like every week is a little nugget of like, oh, that's what they were referring to. Because, you know, we always refer to old episodes like, oh, we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. And for him, that's something he can look forward to. He's like, oh, I wonder what the original point was yeah putting the cart before the horse there a little bit but yeah a little bit yeah anyways so cool to see all right we have two tweets this week we wanted to call out so the first one comes from sam mason sam says following up on the icon talk from 375 do you ever see apple introducing icon packs i would imagine that them being who they are a first step would simply be allowing people to use legacy icons from the ecosystem nope never they won't do this. Yeah. We don't even have old wallpapers on iPhone. Like you get yeah. like one generation back or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it all just goes away. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can download that stuff, but yeah, it's, but coming from Apple, no, I, no, I don't think they'll ever do it. Yeah. I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if anything, I'm amazed that they kind of made these very small concessions to people who are using the shortcuts workaround to set custom app icons on their home screen. Yeah. Like it used that. to be that it, if you tapped on one of those, it would open the shortcuts app and right. then switch you to the app and they, they shipped a fix to bypass that. So they kind of winked at people and they're like, Hey, it's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think they'll do anything first party to let you really override. I, I think that's a solve for more than just that particular use case. I think Probably. it made sure. other use cases just as clunky and cumbersome. The timing of it was suspect, but sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But but no, Sam, I don't think this will ever happen. Yeah. All right. Second tweet comes from Priscilla Then, who says, would love to see you guys filmed while creating podcasts so we can see your lovely faces and actually place a face to the name. Maybe you'd even get some ad revenue from YouTube, <laughs> <Hey>. Marshall. <laughs> My beautiful How would you feel face. about recording ourselves right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, um, we've considered it, right? And even like Bryn and I even played around with having a video series too, but it's just the amount of production that's necessary for video. Maybe we can do like, Maybe we'll do a, a bonus episode or something like that where we do a, a video chat because I find it is really helpful when I'm watching YouTube yeah. channels to like see the person's face and actually know, you know, I, I do the thing on the show where uh, I'm in, the, in your right ear. This is Marshall. Hi. Uh, I'm in your right ear and Brian's in your left ear. So you can kind of differentiate us if, if you're not used to the difference between our voices. But I am not presentable most times that we record this podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe someday. All right. Thanks for the tweet, though. Yeah, thank you. Let's move on to the main topic. This one is another DM question, so we'll leave it anonymous. This question asks, should designers perform UI reviews after developer implementation, or should QA be responsible for that? I think it's the job for designers, since we're the ones that created the mocks and have the sensitivity to the finer details, like typography and spacing. But my boss, the product manager, dun-dun-dun, <laughs> thinks that the UI reviews should be done by a QA. 
I'd like to know how other companies handle it before presenting my argument to him. Mm-hmm. I love it. Building a case. Look at this. Yeah. I feel like this is something we've talked about, right? Like Very build much. a case yeah. and yep. present your evidence. Have evidence, yeah. Tell your PM to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, spread Patreon. the word. <laughs> Patreon.com slash design details. Um, yeah. Yes, and a bit of both, right? I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. Well, okay, sure. Yes, and yeah, why not? Uh, I think QA seems specialized. I don't have QA. I don't think I've ever worked with QA. We have QA, but QA does something different than a UI review, like a launch right. review. Yeah. Like I'm, if I'm in a launch review, a UX launch review, I'm looking at all those things that you said, typography spacing, that's my job. Um, I'm also making sure things aren't broken or whatever, but the QA person goes through every fucking permutation that it could possibly be like signed in, signed out, drops of your connectivity. Like there's, there's a million different other things to test and they can have those. I'm fine with them taking those. And it's important that they do because I don't want to do them. I just want to look at like, does it match the mock? If it matches the mock and and all of the behavior is is matching, then we're, we're good. Okay. So that QA role that you've described sounds really, really useful, but even still specialized. Like, I don't think I've ever worked with somebody that does that. Maybe at Facebook there were people that did that, and I just I'm like sure. literally never knew about them, or at yeah. least they weren't on my products. Yeah, they were. I'm sure they were there. You just didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me hit you with this. So part of the question that threw me off is, should designers perform UI reviews after dev implementation? So one thing that we've been doing on my team at GitHub, which is fucking awesome, like I love that our engineering team does this, is almost every pull request, or at least every pull request that touches the interface, they'll include screenshots in the PR. And they'll either mention me or my partner, Christoph, and ask one of us to approve the pull request. And that gets our eyes on every single thing going in. And, you know, sometimes, obviously, like, things ship that we wish were slightly different, time constraints, blah, blah, blah. But at least we have our eyes on. We have a chance to say, like, uh, before you merge this, like, can you do this one small thing? Hmm. And then once all of those PRs are in and there's, like, a thing ready to ship, yeah, then we might do, like, a pre-launch review. And then I also do like a post launch. <laughs> it's like I'm always just looking at the UI because then I use the thing and I'm like, oh, there's this one thing I noticed that uh, we looked at it. We thought it was weird. Now that I'm using it more, I've used it for a week. It also feels weird. We should change it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm always reviewing UI. Yeah, I mean, I, I prefer a process that is like iterative throughout of like while I'm designing it, Inge is weighing in, PM is weighing in, you know, making sure that like the thing I'm designing is technically feasible. We can actually build it. And then once the designs are approved and it's done, once it starts getting built, I'm standing over shoulders. Well, not anymore, but like I'm, I'm virtually standing over shoulders, making sure that things are working as intended and behaviors are as I designed them. But once it's out, yeah, then, I, then I'm using it. And yes, yeah, there's always this list. While I'm designing it, there's a list of things that can't make it into this design that I want to do later. After it's built, there's a list of things that I want to get fixed that won't be able to be fixed until after it's already launched. And then after it's launched, there's some other things that I come up with. It's like, okay, for V2, this is what we're going to do, et cetera. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's always this list of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Always. Yep. Just as an example, like it's good timing because I did this exact thing today just to, to illustrate the point. So we have a test flight build out for our iOS app, which is mm. seated first to staff and then it goes to like a pool of beta testers. Mm. And so an engineer and I just grabbed the latest staff build, mm-hmm. 
I shared my screen, pulled up my phone on the QuickTime movie recorder so he could watch me using my phone. Mm -hmm. I think Zoom can also let you share from directly from your phone. And we just went through all of the features and like poked at the thing while I was screen sharing. So it's like it was already kind of built, kind of shipped because technically like users were going to see it. It's going to go out into a beta. Mm -hmm. But we still were QAing like kind of throughout this whole process. I, I feel like, I don't know, Marshall, maybe it just is my experience with Silicon Valley startup culture, but this idea of the design like going through discrete stages where at some point it's no longer your job to care about the UI, that just rubs me like the wrong way. I feel like yeah. this separation of, oh, well, it's not your job to check the UI. That's the QA team's job. It's like, well, no, like we're all here to ship really good software and we're like all part of the same team. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to just say, oh, it's not my job anymore. Like I don't care or it doesn't matter anymore. It's someone else's problem. I never really liked that. Yeah, no, it's it's yours from the beginning to the end. Uh, even after it's shipped, you're responsible for it unless you've moved to a different team or something. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel ownership of the thing, especially as it relates to shame of it not being perfect or the way that I wanted it, you know? So can we maybe spend a little more time on this problem of when things ship, like let's say stuff gets through QA, it gets through your design review, it's not exactly how you want it, but you have this list of things that you want to fix, polish items. How do you personally go about getting that prioritized or maybe back channel it to the engineers and be like, hey, you want to do me a favor and let's go fix this thing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's there's uh, different priorities, right? So there's like PM priority, UX priority, eng priority, and sometimes those are in conflict with one another. A thing that is very important to UX might not be important at all to to eng or PM, but uh, and vice versa. But I think you just have to call those out and then come to an agreement. Usually, the zeros get fixed regardless of where they come from. The ones get fixed later, uh, probably before the next launch, and the twos get fixed like within the next quarter or so. Is that how you do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have uh, P0s and P1s and P2s, but today we had a meeting where someone was like, I think this is a P0.5, and I lost it. I'm like, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> Integers only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whole numbers, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we break that up as well. I think there is a temptation when you're doing prioritization like that to say, oh, well, it's just a visual change, so it's automatically like a P2 or something like that. I think it's worth fighting for the meaningful visual changes. Make those a P0. And that, I think, also takes a certain kind of organizational culture or workflow or team ethic to how you care about sort of the craft and the excellence of the thing that's being built. Where if nobody else agrees that visual work could ever be a P0, then it never will be. But if you can start to make the case for it and fight for it and get it to be P0, then you're going to ship your fixes, right? But as long as the team doesn't care about it or respect it, it'll always be the P2 and just never get out the door. Yeah, I think it's good to have an agreed upon common understanding of what a P0 is, or at least what... Uh, you could even like make it specific and call it like a UX zero, right? As opposed to just a, a P zero and say, this is, this is a UX zero and here's what UX zero means. This is something that breaks a user experience. This is something that causes confusion. Da, da, da. Define these so that it's very clear like, hey, look, this meets the criteria of what a UX zero bug is. We got to fix this because it breaks the experience in some way. Yeah, I find that those in my experience basically end up being pretty binary. It's like, for us, P0s are, the thing will not work if we do not build this. Uh -huh. And then P1s are like, nice to have. <laughs> it's 
like, this would be bonus icing on the cake. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's our answer, anonymous asker. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, always. Always be <laughs> reviewing. ABR, always be reviewing. <laughs> All right, Marshall, let's get some cool things in and get you out of here. Cool. I'll go first. My cool thing this week is a person on Twitter who I have discovered. And boy, oh boy, I think you're going to like this one, Marshall. So Robbie Tilton, at Robbie Tilton on Twitter, is making these videos. I think he's a game maker, but he's putting these videos on his Twitter account where he's exploring sort of augmented reality games. And he has this series he's been doing in November called Trading Cards. So if you scroll down a little bit on his feed, Marshall, you'll see, uh, like on November 18th, trading card number seven. And it's these like AR trading cards that exist on your phone. And like as you move your phone, the card will tilt. And it's like this 3D space behind the card. It's this really weird, interesting, cool visual effect. And I found this guy's Twitter and just scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. And there's a ton of really cool work on this account that you should look at. He's like playing with digital toys. Like imagine an action figure in a box that is only digital and it's on your phone and you can like spin the box around and open the box and take the thing out and like manipulate the toy, but it's on your phone. You can imagine that also existing and maybe like an AR kind of experience. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was really cool and it reminded me of something that we've talked about and kind of dreamed about for a while, which is like a Hearthstone-like game experienced in augmented reality where you Mm -hmm. have cards, but they're digital so they can do really cool things, but you can play them on a real surface and Mm -hmm. reminded me of that. Yeah, this is super cool, man. It's got kind of like those old hologram cards where it's like yeah. the foil yep. hologram kind of a thing. But the yeah, foil, this, yeah. Hollow this foil. window into a 3D space is super cool. I love it. Sweet. So link in the show notes, uh, Robbie Tilton on Twitter. Cool thing, Brian. Good find. Uh, my cool thing is a game, but unlike my previous cool thing games of late, uh, I actually played this one instead of just watching it on YouTube. Because I, I made time. the time, Brian. Uh-huh. Yeah, I made the time. Yeah, so I, I got Spider-Man Miles Morales. And uh, did you play the first Spider-Man? I've never played a Spider-Man video game in my life. Brian, it's an experience. The, there's the joke. Like, all of the articles that came out after the first Spider-Man were like, it it, it makes you feel like you're Spider-Man. And it, it became like a trope of like every single article said that, but it was fucking true. It made you feel like Spider-Man. You're like, when you're swinging through the city at sunset in New York, oh my God, it's beautiful. Holy shit, I love it. Anyways, that's that's the majority of the game for me is just swinging through the city. Gorgeous. But it's also a pretty fun game. And it looks great on PS4 Pro compared to PS5. I haven't gotten my hands on one yet. I don't think very many people have, and I'm not right. planning to anytime soon because this is like running so well. Anyways, the animations. So when you're sw- like the, the reason I mention it is because I, I love character animation and as you're swinging through the city, there's this set of, of animations that can play when you shoot and swing and let go of this swing and let go into the next one. And they all seamlessly move together. And I spent, I've spent probably a half an hour just not even watching where I'm going, just looking at Miles as Spider-Man. The, the poses and the silhouettes and the, the, just the expressiveness and, and the shapes that they've animated in is just fucking gorgeous. I love it. I could like that's the game for me. Like everything else is uh, frosting on that cake. The sure, cake is sure. just like beautiful character animation in that game. So if you're interested, 
I would highly recommend just uh, spamming the R2 trigger and uh, <laughs> flying around New York as Spider-Man. It's very enjoyable. Awesome. I don't have a PlayStation, nor do I have a TV right now. But when I do, someday I'll check them out. Cool. All right. Cool thing. Well, this has been episode 376. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, consider supporting us. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash design details. For just a dollar a month, you get access to a supporter-only segment of the show called The Sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. Today, we talked about how long should you stay at a company before you move on. So if you want to hear that, all past sidebars and get access to full episodes going forward, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash design details. Otherwise, tweet at us. We're on Twitter at design details FM. We love to hear from you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye vacation time.